we celebrate the unfamiliar and seek it out everywhere we go. We are the explorers. Join us. And for a limited time, earn up to 70,000 bonus miles for your next vacation. Then look forward to doubling your miles on all United purchases and on dining and hotel stays. You'll also enjoy a free checked bag on each United trip. Terms apply. Visit theexplorercard.com to apply today. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. It's time for The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio. Now, here's your host, Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Bill Alexander Show. I'm William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill. So glad to have you today. Today is actually going to be an educational program compared to the people we've talked to in the past. The reason is today we're going to learn about cryptocurrency. And for some of us, we have no clue what that is. Right now, on the other end of the um, of the screen, I should say, is Oliver Etzel. Is that am I pronouncing your last name right? Um, it's Ezel. Ezel, it's, it's okay. Close. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oliver is talking to us today about cryptocurrency and his uh, company LCSOS Ecosystems, and about how he's got involved in it, and explain to us basically what it is. So, mm-hmm. Oliver. Give me a little background about yourself before we get underway. Yes, so I'm 25. I just turned 25 a a couple of days ago, March 25th. Um, So I was was actually raised and born in um, Atlanta, Georgia. So um, Atlanta, Georgia was the area where I grew up in. And um, my parents were in the military, so I moved to North Carolina. And now I'm in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina from uh, Fairville, North Carolina. So okay. I, I'm a, uh, I, I was a co-worker at Harris Teeters, um, which is a grocery store in uh, North Carolina. And um, I, just, I just thought about uh, investing. So I, was, I just heard about the crypto market. This was late, I wanna say like late 2019 when the market was down. So I decided to dollar cost average in my paycheck, all my paycheck. I took a big risk. Um, I, I, I bought a lot of Bitcoin and Ethereum at low levels. And um, when when the market just took off, I, I made I made so much uh, money just with you know just with my investment because um, I just stayed focused, just keep putting my uh, paycheck in investments. And I just saw the infrastructure with uh, blockchain technology. I think it's going to change the world. And, um, and, and the thing was, I, I never gave up, you know, I just, I just did my research. I just did the right research. When I researched about Ethereum, when I researched about Bitcoin, um, why the fundamentals matter, um, and just, you know, in today's society, I, I think the technology is just brilliant. I think it's just going to impact 
like the internet did. So, so can you explain to me what cryptocurrency Bitcoin is? Because mm-hmm. I think we, we started noticing this a lot more, especially during the Super Bowl, where we started seeing ads for these products. But mm-hmm. cryptocurrency for a lot of us is something that we can't touch, we can't see, it's all electronic. Mm-hmm. And how is it made and what does it do that you're able to make an investment to actually make an income from it? Yes. So um, with Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin was the first digital currency, cryptocurrency that was invented. So Bitcoin is here today because of the uh, the 2008 financial crisis. You know, the, um, uh, that, that was a dramatic uh, time, which I didn't experience, but um, Bitcoin was a way, um, it's kind of like a revolutionary technology where the creator, Satoshi Nakamoto, he, what he did was with this digital currency, it's pretty much like a new type of monetary system. So he created this new monetary system where everything would be trapped. So the problem today is the double spending. You know, there's a lot of manipulation going on with our uh, centralized monetary system. Okay. So we, we're not so we're not able to point the finger, you know, who caught you know who caused what, right? So I think there's a lack of trust within the current monetary system. And that's why Bitcoin is here because everything is every transaction is linked onto the blockchain. So it's like a public disputed ledger. Okay. So what is this cryptocurrency? What, I mean, how is it? I, cause I, I know some of the terms mm-hmm. it is mined from what I've been told, but mm-hmm. what can you do with it and who is buying it to make the profit? Yes. Um, so traders, uh, long-term investors. So with, with crypto, it's, um, crypto changed the way we own our wealth, I would say. With cryptocurrency, it, um, we have full custody. So the problem with the bank today is when we deposit our money in the bank, they lend the money out. They lend right. the money out to people that you don't even know, right? And let's say when uh, worse comes to worse, um, macro conditions get worse and everything starts to go in the black swan event. Well, if people run into the bank all at once, they can't get their money out at the same time because the banks don't have enough deposits on hand, right? So right. With, with crypto, it's changing the way we think of money because we can have full custody. Think about the, uh, the Canada convoy, you know, with the truckers. Right. You know, the government, their government, you know, freeze, you know, frozen millions of dollars of uh, donations. And just because they just wanted kind of like a, a sense of protest or, you know, against the system, like, hey, we're not, uh, you know, we're not getting the jack or whatever. But so it's just, it just, um, I think centralization is, is going to be scary. I think we're moving we're heading into a space that is more digital. I think um, if you if you look at everything around you, everything is just getting more advanced with technology. So I'm thinking that if we go into cashless society, if our government creates a digital dollar, 
wouldn't they control everything that we do or monitor everything we do if we don't have any type of control, if it's not uh, decentralized, you know, decentralized, if everything was centralized and it was all through a single entity like the Federal Reserve, they, they can do whatever they want with our money. Like they, if, if we don't like to comply with the laws or anything, they can just freeze our accounts like that. Right. And so with Bitcoin, it's fully decentralized. So with crypto, some cryptocurrencies are fully decentralized like Bitcoin. Bitcoin, it just has the most uh, network effect, meaning that the miners who are mining Bitcoin, they are kind of like the, um, how, how can I put it? They kind of like the people that you have to come across in order to make change within the system. Okay. So with Bitcoin, since it's on the blockchain, if anybody want to propose a change within the protocol, they have to go through all the miners. All the miners will have to agree. And it's not, um, it's not going through a single entity that's going to just change everything all at once. So, so my question is, and I've seen these, <laughs> these, uh, these server locations that have these servers in it that are mining what are they actually mining? Because when I think of a mine, I think of someone going to get something, pulling it back out, and then either selling it to someone else or using mm -hmm. it themselves. But with mm -hmm. Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, what are they actually creating? So they actually create, and uh, when, when miners are actually mining cryptocurrency, they ask what it's doing is the computer or the mining rig what it's doing is trying to solve these random mathematifications. So since we're dealing with cryptography, which is like high, high level advanced uh, security, we're talking about numeric, numeric phrases and all that stuff. So when, when these miners are mining Bitcoin, what they're doing is they put in that power of their GPUs within the miner rigs uh, towards the hash rate. So Bitcoin needs... Uh, security. So Bitcoin is the most secure cryptocurrency, right? So Bitcoin, in order for Bitcoin to get stronger, to make it where nobody can't hack the currency, there have to be miners that's put in that um, GPU power to create hash rate. So Bitcoin has hash rates and it's, it's really high right now, meaning that the difficulty level and the hash rate, if they increase, the less, um, the less vulnerable Bitcoin gets for the hackers to try to, you know, right. track the um, cryptocurrency. So what, what they're doing is providing their electricity power GPU to uh, secure the network. And also um, they also mining the cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. And what it's doing is kind of like, like somebody was mining gold and they were sitting it and trying to find the gold nuggets. The computer right. is just doing all the computer is doing is trying to solve the math problem to crack the code within the blockchain okay. to claim so it. <laughs> what is okay? So they're they're cracking these math codes. What mm -hmm. do the math codes go to? Um, are are people using the solutions afterwards? What are they doing? Because to me, so, <laughs> and let me let me explain this up front. I have an eighteen year old son who is mining crypto in his bedroom on his server that he has. Now mm -hmm. he's not making a lot, but he's, he's supplementing his income with what he's able to make and what he's able to withdraw. And he tells me, dad, I'm mining 
the same way you just told me. And I'm going, but wait a minute, who's using what you are mining? Who's using mm-hmm. these math equations? Um, is there another computer where people are searching for things and all of a sudden they show up because people are mining it? Or is it just a, uh, a way to get information to create a new product every time someone goes into access? So, so since, since when you're mining, you're pretty much contributing your, it's kind of like, it's like you're doing work for the protocol. So since Bitcoin is a protocol and it's on its own network, um, when you're mining it, you know, you have a public dispute, uh, you have a public uh, ledger that everybody can see okay. on the internet, right? So with Bitcoin, so the unclaimed Bitcoin, so that right now there's like about 19 million that's already mined. So we still got 2 million left, right? So those 2 millions are not cracked yet. So since they are in the blocks, uh, the, you know, each of these Bitcoins are in a block. So when somebody mines it, um, the computer, the mining rig is trying to crack that block that is not claimed. So once you crack that block, and you claim that Bitcoin that goes directly into your crypto wallet. So same thing with mining, like every time it cracks, mathematically cracks the code, if it's not claimed, it goes directly into your crypto wallet. And then what people like to do, miners like to do, if companies, you know, you got like hedge funds and institutional investors, if they want to buy Bitcoin from the miners, they'll pay a premium. Okay. Because because uh, Bitcoin is a finite supply of 21 million. So these institutionals and hedge funds, they're going after the miners that have the most Bitcoin mine. So they can try to pay a higher price in order for them, you know, to let it go. So that's that's kind of like the deep detail of that process of uh, mining. <laughs> so you said there's 21 million left. What happens when all 21 million are cracked? So um, with Bitcoin, if uh, all 21 million that is in circulation in the world right now, um, it's going to be high demand. It's going to be high demand for Bitcoin because Bitcoin is truly scarce. And I think a lot of people don't understand what we're dealing with with our monetary system. So, you know, the dollar, you know, with inflation, you know, the Federal Reserve, they keep printing money. And right, and we, we we can't do anything about it, right? So Bitcoin acts as a hedge against inflation because Bitcoin is truly scarce. Gold is not truly scarce, but uh, gold is scarce. You know, gold is scarce. But Bill, can you ask me um, how much gold is out here? Like, how much gold? What's the total supply of gold? <laughs> well, that and I understand that. I, I really mm-hmm. do because you, you, there's there is. You don't know how much is there until you start looking for it. But mm-hmm. with the Bitcoin, you're giving me a number that says once we get to that point, it's all gone. And how yeah. was that number decided that there was only that much there for people to gather? So Satoshi Satoshi Nakamoto, which is the anonymous figure. And he, he's anonymous, so nobody knows what he looked like. Uh, he, create, he created 21 million Bitcoins where each Bitcoin can be divided into like little units. So we call these little units called Satoshis, right? Satoshis. Okay. So um, with Bitcoin, you can buy, you don't have to buy one full coin. You can buy 
$10 worth, $20, right. $100 bucks worth. So uh, Satoshi wanted to make it where each token can be divided in small principles where anybody can own it. So with 21 million, that's, that, that's the, that's the uh, magic. Well, that's the million dollar question. Why, you know, why did Satoshi make 21 million? And personally, I don't even know because it's just, it's just a magic number, I would say. Right. Um, <laughs> now, did he back the 21 million with money himself? Or is it just 21 million of what? It's, um, it's, it's, he created just 21 million Bitcoin. Okay. And he mined a certain amount a little bit early. And then the rest of, you know, the rest of the ones that are unclaimed, that was for the public to do. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I find it interesting because I'm noticing now, like I said, with the commercials and there's more talk about cryptocurrency. And do I understand that the market recently dipped and it's starting to come back out again because there yes. was a, a, a bump in the road, I guess you'd say? Yes. So, um, so since crypto is so volatile, it's because the market, the total market capitalization, which is like two trillion plus right now, um, the market, the total market capitalization of cryptocurrency is really small. So of course we're going to have some high volatility within the market because it's not like the stock market. The stock market uh, has trillions of dollars, and they don't really like move in a direction where it's extremely volatile because there's a lot of money flow within the stock market, the S&P, Dow Jones, NASDAQ. So with crypto, since it's a new, it's like a new type of uh, sector within the market. And it's, it's like, it's still a baby to this day. Like the market cap is only 2 trillion. Um, you, you look at gold market cap, it's like 11.3 trillion or, or more. So since it's small, of course, there's going to be more volatility within the market. So that's why we dollar cost average, where you just take a portion of your income and every time the market dips, or you can scale it up, you can trail, you can do a uh, dollar cost average trailing down or dollar cost average trailing up. So over time, as the market grows, the market capitalization grows, you're going to come out positively anyway, because it's it's like a continuation of upside, um, you know, over time. But there are some bumps where you know crypto dips hard. But if you notice, it's starting to get more mature. It's not taking those negative uh, fifty uh, percent dips right. in like a week because we are getting more infrastructure within cryptography and uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies with NFTs, uh, metaverse, and stuff like that. So. so we see with the cryptocurrencies and then the NFTs, which, again, is something beyond my grasp, mm -hmm. because I've been hearing what they have been selling for. And I know or I've spoke to a couple individuals that have their own NFTs and create them, creating them, which is a, a, how do you want to put it? it it's an, a unique digital object or whatever you want to call it, that there's only mm -hmm. one of them and you can sell it for what it's worth for whatever you mm -hmm. want to sell it for. Mm -hmm. But how do you find a buyer that is willing to do something like that? Because I see that being a digital image to me uh, does not seem like something tangible that would be worth investing in. Yes. So um, 
So how, how can you buy these type of NFTs? So there's two big marketplaces. One of them is called OpenSea. OpenSea is a, uh, an Ethereum like NFT marketplace that's built on top of Ethereum. Ethereum is a uh, smart contract uh, blockchain. So this is, this is the second one. We call Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency. So it's, what Ethereum is, it's kind of like a layer where people can develop different applications. So OpenSea, which is the NFT marketplace, is like a, uh, app, like a decentralized applications as a market where buyers and sellers can trade NFTs. So with NFTs, um, and, and I'm glad you pointed that out about, man, you know, a lot of people are paying like millions of dollars or, you know, a hundred thousand, you know, thousands of dollars for these NFTs. Um, the magic behind NFT is you can verify. Everything is verifiable on the blockchain. So if I have something very rare and I say, hey, if, if an artist or somebody want to sign this, how, how, how can somebody say like, hey, that's not, he didn't sign that or she didn't sign that. Well, if I can get an actual signature of something on the blockchain, if they, if they actually have their identity on the blockchain and they make their mark on something to be like, hey, you know what, I'm going to create an album on the blockchain and I'm going to create 10,000. So anybody out of that 10,000 can buy it. So if they buy one of those NFTs, everybody can look on the blockchain and it's linked, everything, you know, everything is linked and you'll be able to see who owns it. <laughs> I, I think what my problem is, even with both, mm -hmm. is it's something I can't touch. It's only something with, with crypto, it's only something there in theory. And with NFTs, it's something that's on a screen that mm -hmm. to me doesn't seem like I actually own it. But mm -hmm. yet, like you said, they're going for millions of dollars in some cases. Mm -hmm. I've seen some political candidates and a former president have his own NFTs online of coins that basically mm -hmm. all the coin does is you open up the, the file and it spins in a circle and people are spending thousand $1,000 just to buy a, a coin that spins in a circle. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't understand where the novelty is of that because I can't mm -hmm. physically touch it. But is mm -hmm. that the way we're going? We're going into more of a digital realm within the next 10, 20, 50 years, whatever it may be. Yes. Um, if you think about collectibles, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of collectibles. Um, let's say, let's take an example like Marvel or DC. Yeah. Um, think about comic book collectors but if everything you know is sifting over where everything is going to be verified on the blockchain so if marvel had their own um profile on ethereum and hey this is their this is their wallet so everything is a wallet on the blockchain so if marvel creates a wallet on ethereum and they came out with like digital comic collectibles where people can buy it and there's only like a limited edition, people, people are going to be able to verify everything on the blockchain. I think that's why a lot of people are spending a lot of money because it can, it's over the clouds because, you know, this technology is changing the way how we um, do trust. I would say trust because if something, if something is tampered or not real, 
you know, how many, how many audits we have to go through that to test to make sure that it's real. Right. So with blockchain, it, I think it just changes the way how, you know, if somebody want to buy the Mona Lisa on the blockchain, you know, you know, if it's verified by the official artist, people are going to throw high money at it because they don't care because everything is verified on the blockchain. But I think I think my issue is, and I think other people, because I'm on OpenSea right now looking at what's mm-hmm. there, is that, yes, it's on a screen. And yes, mm-hmm. I can share it with people by if they come into my home, they can watch their screen would be on it would be on it. But mm-hmm. like I have photographs behind me and I have other things behind me. I can physically touch it. And mm-hmm. again, I get it that it's going to be in a digital realm. Heck, look what we've done with music in the last 20 years. We mm-hmm. made it all digital and there isn't an issue with that because we're able mm-hmm. to take it with us and everything else. Do mm-hmm. you see these type of NFTs being available, able to do the same thing that instead of having it on a screen, we'll be able to take it with us on a portable di- device. And I guess we have our smartphones right now where we can say, Hey, I just bought this. Look at this. Do mm-hmm. you see that becoming more prevalent? Yes. Um, and I think, and I think it's actually going to be more secure because, um, the ledger, uh, which is a cold store wallet. So I can store a lot. It's like, I can have custody of everything on a simple ledger nano X, which is a uh, hardware wallet. So like this, so this is a ledger nano X. So I have, okay. I have, mm-hmm. so yeah, I can definitely see everything going um, digital, like in a wallet, and I can have custody of everything on here. Okay. So in other words, mm-hmm. what you're telling me in, in 20 years, there's going to be a less clutter in our home because we're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a minimalist. So I'm, I'm very proud of this because, you know, I own metaverse property on here. Yeah. Everything is digital and, and it just makes everything easier. I don't have to really go anywhere or, you know, have security. Right. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get it. I, I get the fascination, except like I collect antique radios and, and having mm-hmm. the radio is one thing, but having a photograph of it is nothing like that experience. Mm-hmm. But with some of the things that I guess you are buying, which a lot of it is artwork that is out there. I can, I, I, I'm finally grasping a little bit more why people would do that. Cause like you said, mm-hmm. I can carry it with me. It's it's here. I have it, so on and so forth. When mm-hmm. you started to go into this line of work, and you said uh, your your mother and father uh, traveled a lot, what did they say when you said you were going to go into this idea of cryptocurrency and NFTs and stuff like that? Did they understand what you were doing? Um, a, a little bit. NFT wasn't as popular back in 2019 as of right now. So it was more, I, I would say like late 2017 and in the bear market, which was the bear market because Bitcoin went to 20,000 then it crashed and then it kind of like settled. So I did research. I was like, okay, why, why Bitcoin just went from 20,000 and it just crashed all the way down. And right. then when I just studied it, I was like, well, this is the bear market. Um, it just had a massive value because Bitcoin was really like a couple of cents years ago, like a decade ago. It was a couple of cents and people sold it at $20,000. So now I kind of see like, well, people, you know, people who got in cheaper, you know, they sold at the top 
and all the people who FOMO in or, you know, feel missing out to be like, oh, I got to get in. You know, if it's 17,000, you know, they, they're going to throw their money at it to see if it's going to continue going up and it crashed. So when I told my parents about cryptocurrency, after they looked at that chart, they was they 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 want no part of it because <laughs> Bitcoin li- literally went from twenty thousand and then it crashed. So it was just right. like, what's up with that? So I um I just since since I said you know I'm looking at the fundamentals, I'm looking at the technology because I think the technology is going to change how everything we do things. Um, I just I just took the risk of throwing all my paychecks in it because I I believe in the tech because I was a tech person. I grew up on video games. I grew up, right. you know, on the computer. So I, I, I had that, uh, what do you call it? I had that kind of like sense in me to be like, okay, I understand tech. I know where this is going. Just like with Apple, people who didn't believe in Apple and Microsoft, what they was trying to do, look at them now. So I'm on OpenSea right now, just to mm-hmm. give my audience example. And I see a a uh, a photograph it looks like it's something underwater and it looks like ice crystals underwater and mm-hmm. it's telling me that the current price is 0. 0.0014 and mm-hmm. then it tells me in translation it's four dollars and 95 cents mm-hmm. so when they give me this 0. 0.0014 is that part of a bitcoin what is it that they are representing the uh yeah. the price as so on the, on OpenSea, everything is based on Ethereum. So like I said, OpenSea is built on top of Ethereum. So the currency is Ethereum. So that's a fax, that's like a, a fraction of Ethereum at, uh, like you said, four dollars and something. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the Ethereum currency. So if you um, if you do the the price conversion. Like one one Ethereum right now is uh it's like three thousand something, so um, everything is divided like like I said it's small uh, decimals you can purchase things with and it makes it convenient because think about uh, we we're going on a chain shortage in the real in the real life yes, like yes. chain shortage so it just makes it um it's like we don't have to worry about that no more I don't have to worry about oh if I'm missing fifty cents. Uh, you know, you see how everything is just shifting to a convenient line and I, and it just makes everything easy. So with your, with your company that you have, mm-hmm. who is the average person that is using your service? Is it someone like me that I'm in my mid fifties, totally confused mm-hmm. about how all this works, or mm-hmm. is it someone much younger? Um, it's, it's mostly baby boomers. Uh, people like Gen X, you know, baby okay. boomers. So I, I give them the confidence. And then, you know, I use Slack. Slack is a great program, um, like an application where we pretty much, I help, I do walkthroughs. I do walkthroughs. So with my service, I help them avoid, you know, through scams and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of scams in crypto because it's still the wild, wild west. So right. I've been in it. I've been in crypto since 2017, and I've been through all the obstacles of, you know, oh, you know, if there was a scam, how to avoid it, this and that. I've been through it all, and my thing is the scariest part for new people coming in. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know it's not regulated. Crypto is not really regulated, so there's 
there's a lot of scammers that are ready to take your keys, right? Right. So, so with my service, I pretty much help mentor uh, people get to their financial goals um, in crypto, walk them through um, actually, how, how can I actually put it? Um, how can I put it? I just tutor. I just tutor. I'm just a coach. I'm a crypto coach. Okay. I help, I help people get through the market. So in other words, basically what you're doing is you're what we would figure as a financial advisor in the normal market. You're doing the same thing in the crypto market. Yes. And you're helping, you're guiding them through is what you're doing. mm -hmm. And every, within my business, everything is conservative. So we make conservative moves or uh, operations within the Web3 or the metaverse or the NFTs or DeFi, decentralized finance. So we, um, I help people get the best results out of okay. the Web3 area. Because mm-hmm. I find it interesting. Like I said, I have, I've had questions about this for a long time mm-hmm. because, again, being the age I am, I'm so used to having something that I can touch in my hand. And because mm-hmm. I've been doing online banking for the last 15 years, I'm getting used to that because I never see my money at all, which mm-hmm. what you're, what I'm getting from you is, is that if I would jump to cryptocurrency, it would be almost the same way, but yeah. I'd be investing in crypto and not in gold. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest part is about custody. So since yeah. I have my ledger, um, it has a private key built inside of this device offline. So hackers can't interfere Access. with this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, I have enough problems keeping my keys where I can find them. What would <laughs> happen if you lose that and it, you no longer have it on your person that, that it's lost or whatever it may be? Are you still <laughs> able to access the stuff that you have on there? Yes, um, it's it's a recovery seed phrase. So with the ledger, there's 24 words that you have to recognize or write it down or keep it somewhere safe, unlike your gun safe or whatever. Um, It's 24 words recovery. So if this gets destroyed, if this building knocks down or get burned, I can just buy a new new one of these and just put in the 24-word recovery phrase and all of my wealth, all of my money, everything is coming back to this device. How does that happen? Because that, to me, is just downright amazing. Yeah, it, and, and you know, it's crazy because with gold, you know, the government, you know, back in the day, they could confiscate your gold. Right. So they can't conf- confiscate a 24-word, if I remember it, or if I have it in my memory, how they're going to steal my wealth. And think about with gold. Yeah. Think about with gold, um, millions of dollars in gold. If I'm trying to ship it over in Europe, you know how much money it's going to cost if it's millions of dollars in gold? Yeah. You know, think about who, who can I trust to ship millions of dollars in gold? I would have to have high level security to, you know, to ship my gold, making sure that it's safe, safe right? So with crypto, I can, I can, I can send you a million dollars on big on the Bitcoin blockchain, peer to peer with no financial intermediary. Meaning, there's no PayPal, there's no bank. Right. Everything is peer to peer and it's clean, and and you receive it like within ten minutes. 
that's see that that there is amazing to me because mm-hmm. it, it is that quick and it moves that fast mm-hmm. um the other question i have is when we're talking about this how long do you think it's going to take to get full acceptance in we'll say the United States, because right now, how many people do you think are actually using crypto as a way to keep their financial um, background or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say it's actually speeding up because if you notice uh, the CPI data that recently came out, it's uh, it's 7.9%. So which is uh, the consumer price index. So inflation is high. And we noticed a lot of money printing were, you know, with the Federal Reserve. Um, so prices are going up. I noticed uh, I recently got a haircut. I'm paying 40 where I used to pay 20. So right. with, with, with inflation and our dollar, we have so much confidence. It's just a confidence game. I think the U.S. dollar, the fiat currency that the government created for us to, you know, go day by day for, uh, you know, everyday life. Um, I, I think it's going to just die out because the cash is dying. I, I, I noticed, you know, when I was little, if I had five bucks, you walk into a store a long time ago, you could have bought a lot of things. Now, five dollars. What you know? What what can five dollars really get you? Right. You know. You know what I'm saying? So I think inflation. Inflation is going to be the biggest part where people are going to shift towards crypto because they notice that people are working harder for their money because stuff are going up. So a lot of jobs is minimum wage and it's not keeping up with inflation. So my, my problem is why don't a lot of jobs have like inflation wage contracts where if inflation increases, I agree, age, right? Yeah. Where, because people would have to work twice as harder just to try to sustain their financial stability. And it just don't make any sense. So that's why I think, um, People, it's going to take time for people to realize. But I think people are realizing now to be like, well, Bitcoin keeps going up. Why is Bitcoin keeps going up? Because Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is truly scarce. You, you can create more real estate. You can create more gold. You can create uh, more oil. You know, you can create more oil. There haven't been anything that was truly scarce like Bitcoin. Right. So since it's 21 million, that's it. And it's property because once you own Bitcoin, it's property, you know? Yeah, it's yours. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if, if someone wants to invest in Bitcoin for the first time, mm-hmm. how would they go about doing it? Yes. So if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, uh, there's uh, centralized exchanges. Uh, the reason why we call them centralized exchanges is because you know, they puppet masters, these exchanges are puppet masters to the government. So if the government says, hey, freeze, freeze their account, they're going to they're going to follow what the government says. So Coinbase, Coinbase, uh, the best one is Coinbase, Coinbase, uh, crypto.com, like in the Super Bowl commercial, Um, Gemini, these are centralized exchanges where you can um, buy your cryptocurrency. So you can exchange your uh, dollars to get crypto. So if uh, someone's going in and investing for the first time, what would you recommend them investing? 
Yes. So because you said you threw your whole paycheck in over and over because because you wanted to get into the market, you jumped in with both mm -hmm. feet. But somebody that's really have questions about it, what would you recommend? Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is, is like the digital gold. Like I view it as the digital gold because um, it's, you know, it's it's been, I think it's been 13 years now. Bitcoin's been around since, you know, 13 years now. Um, I mean, China, you know, all of this FUD news that flows around Bitcoin, Bitcoin just recovers. Like it, it doesn't even matter what type of, uh, oh, we're going to ban Bitcoin. Okay, Bitcoin right. price takes a dip, a small dip, but it comes back. It keeps repairing. Like if you knock it, if you try to knock it down, Bitcoin is going to keep, keep getting back up. So Bitcoin is the first cryptocurrency. The second one is Ethereum. So Ethereum, it's a smart contract uh, blockchain. So it's, it's really like the second generation. Bitcoin is the first generation since it's the first one. And Ethereum is like a, a smartphone where developers, they can build whatever type of decentralized applications as an alternative app to the monetary system. So if people don't like what the government is doing, somebody, somebody out there is going to solve a problem to fix those uh, apps in, in an alternative way. So that's why Ethereum is the platform where people can build on top. So Bitcoin and Ethereum those are the top two I would listen. So the thing I think is interesting, because you know the government has to get theirs any way they can, that mm -hmm. now I've been seeing commercials for this year's taxes, that there are companies that are helping you saying that we can help you uh, file with your cryptocurrency and put that into your portfolio. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. at first I thought cryptocurrency was one of those things you were able to keep hidden that no one really knew you invested in because like you said, it's decentralized mm -hmm. and what record is there out there of you actually investing in it? But I see that's changed or at mm -hmm. least the government's trying to make it change. Yes. Um, they, they know people are making a lot of money. So it's just, um, you know, Uncle Sam want, wants part in it. So it's right. just, um, I, I feel, I feel like, um, I think it's a good thing because it shows the credibility or I think the legitimacy of cryptocurrency, because there's a lot of people been sitting on the sidelines still think crypto is a scam. Right. They want to wait until stuff gets regulated, stuff gets, um, you know, properly handled with Congress and stuff in order for it to be like, okay, well, they proved me wrong. I'm going to invest now. So I, I right. think with the regulations, it's not all bad. I think it, it's just a, a, a good step for infrastructure for people to be confident enough to get in the market. So is the government able, and we're talking about the U.S. government, are they able mm -hmm. to see how much cryptocurrency you have? Or is it just one of these honest things where, yeah, I'm going to tell them this is how much I've invested? Yes. Um, so like I said, Bitcoin and Ethereum, their blockchains are public. So okay. I can search. So um, on Ethereum, uh, etherscan.com, that's their uh, network uh, log of transactions where you can search whatever type of transactions. So same thing with Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is public. So it makes it easier for people to track your transaction or the government to track your transaction. Now, there are some alternative uh, cryptocurrencies. We call them uh, altcoins, which which is the abbreviation for uh, alternative coins. 
So right. like Manelo, uh, Manelo is another good one. Uh, Zcast, these two, um, which I would say I would kind of diversify in them because they are privacy coins. So Manelo is fully private where the government don't, you know, they can't see they can't. what you're sending or, you know, they can't crack the, uh, they can't crack the code of Manel because it's so strong. It's so strong and secure. And actually they put a bounty on Manel to try to be like, hey, we want to see what people are trading or what type right. of activities they're doing. So it's, it's like a tool. I, I would say crypto is like a tool and each crypto have its own part within uh, how you're using it. So, yeah. So right now, if you know, and if you don't, that's fine. What is one Bitcoin worth right now? So one Bitcoin worth right now, it's uh, 47500 uh, $47,556.79. So if I want to buy one Bitcoin, I would have to give someone almost $50,000 for this thing that is digital, and then it is mine. Yes. So, uh, like I said, with crypto extensions like Coinbase, so it's pretty much a broker. Coinbase, Gemini, Crypto.com, they're pretty much just like your uh, Vanguard, uh, TD Ameritrade broker right. services. Um, so you would have to pay them and also pay a fee for the convenience for them to swap your fiat for the cryptocurrency. And um, yeah, and that's how much it costs. Yeah. So is there a minimum amount or is there, yeah, is there a minimum of what you can buy that you can invest? I mean, can you go $10, 20, 25, whatever it may be? Or is yeah. there a set value to get yourself introduced into the market? Yes. Um, you can invest in, there's no minimum. If, okay. if you want to invest in $1 in Bitcoin, you can do that on Coinbase. And, and how long, I mean, are, are people really recouping that quickly on, on Bitcoin that say I invest a dollar today, what would it be worth in two weeks? If you invest, if you invest in today, yeah, it depends, just, just, it depends just on market an idea. conditions. Okay. So uh, depends on with market conditions. Uh, if Bitcoin is in a, uh, a bull market, if you invest in $1 and then within two weeks, it can go to $3 or $5. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I'm looking at something right now. And I, and I, mm -hmm. as I said, my son has Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. My son was mining his own Bitcoin and put it into my PayPal account. Mm -hmm. And he was actually making a little bit of money doing it. And at the first, when I saw it, I'm going, this is really questionable. Like you said, it, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, how can you make money by watching your computer just literally mine codes to be able to do it? And he, and he mm -hmm. was, he was making a little bit of money. And then he, he cashed out right before the first dip and mm -hmm. made a little, a decent little profit. Now I don't know what he has. I was trying to look at it while you were talking, but mm -hmm. again, I find that the more comfortable people are, and there's more people like you explaining it, more people are going to accept it. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed your business of, of educating people? Have you noticed it increasing over the last year or so? I know the pandemic was in the middle of this, but mm -hmm. have you noticed an increase of interest? Yes. Um, so 
Yes, within my business, I'm actually mentoring 16 people right now. So um, I noticed an increase and part of that increase was from my YouTube channel where I help people. I do a lot of tutorial videos of teaching people like, you know, Shiba, for example, Shiba Unu, Dogecoin, you know, the, these coins are popular, right? So, um, but the problem is people don't know how to get it on their ledger, right? So right. I create YouTube videos very conveniently. And that's when I really took off. Like people started being like, hey, you know what? I like what he's doing. I like what, how he's explaining it. He makes every, he makes the process easy. And, and, and I was, I would say my YouTube channel made an impact on my business because of how simple I can break stuff down in crypto. So how many different types of cryptocurrency is there out there? Do you know? Yeah. Um, so coin geckos, which is, there's two kind of like a, it's like a, um, how can I put it? It's like a coin market uh, list. So coingecko.com and coinmarketcap.com. If you want to know what's how many coins or how many cryptocurrencies out there, you can go to one of these uh, websites. And in the upper left corner, so I'm on CoinGecko right now, um, there's 13,481 cryptocurrencies right now. <laughs> That's amazing to me. It really mm -hmm. is that there's mm -hmm. actually value to that many different types of cryptocurrency. And I'm on it right now also, mm -hmm. um, which uh, the one I've also noticed is a Dogecoin. Um, I've been noticing that showing up um, on some of the stuff I've been reading. And there mm -hmm. was one more recently. Um, I'm looking for it right here. I think it's called Pancake or something like that, which was like oh, really Pancake odd. swap? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. these are value, val, uh, actually are, are valid cryptocurrency. They're not just someone made up in their basement. They're actually financial gainers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and the best part about CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap, um, it's, it's kind of like a market capitalization list of, hey, um, how much money is in this cryptocurrency or how valuable is this cryptocurrency? So if you go through the list, you'll see where it says market cap on your right hand corner. That's yeah. that, that shows you how much money is in that point or within the market. So we, um, I try to focus on the top 100. Anything within the top 100 are usually the safest because it has more money flow in it. Okay. So I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you this. Now, are these different coin are they mining bitcoin or do they have their own currency um so 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 the alternative coins so bitcoin bitcoin is bitcoin ethereum and all these other coins that you see in the yes. list are altcoins so some of them are not actual coins or currencies they are just tokens like utility tokens uh that's provided within the blockchain or ecosystem Okay. And mm -hmm. what is an ecosystem? So an ecosystem is pretty much a, um, an ecosystem is pretty much just like, for example, like I said, Ethereum, um, Ethereum, which is a public blockchain, it's a smart contract blockchain. So within that ecosystem of Ethereum, the token Ether or Ethereum is the currency 
or the transactional currency that you have to have in order to uh, process your transactions or buy an NFT or transact with any any activity you do on Ethereum, you need Ethereum um, in okay. order to do it. So it's like Ethereum is actually like gas. So you have to pay a certain amount of Ethereum in order to upfront your transaction. I got mm-hmm. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like an investor group that you're investing in and then mm-hmm. paying the up fee and then making the investment. I got you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've learned more in the last 50 minutes than I think I would have thought of in a lifetime because again, like I said, it it's something new to me. I have three kids under, well, I have three kids under the age of 25 and they're talking about it and being an old guy, like I am, it's like, yeah, I get it. I get that there's value to it, but I can't see how it works. And after talking to you for the last 51 minutes, now I get it. Now I see Mm -hmm. where you're coming from, that there is something here. Now, of course, I'm going to have to do a lot more research before I finally make that big jump in. But I mm-hmm. thank you for your help up front, giving me an understanding. And I know my audience, an understanding of what it's all about. Before mm-hmm. I let you go, is there anything you would like to say to my audience about your company, about your YouTube videos, whatever it may be? Yes. Um, so my, my main mission of the company is just trying to make everything um, easier for people to get involved. I think people should get involved in crypto. I think not having uh, not having custody of your wealth is a big is a big problem. Um, having fully, you know, full custody of your wealth, it gives you freedom because nobody is stopping you. There's no portals or barriers to try to get to something that you need, right? So um, I just want to help people out and help them get involved in crypto and have the confidence of making you know right decisions within the market conditions and um yeah and i think that's pretty much it and i want to thank everybody who who's tuning in mm-hmm. so the one question i have before i let you go mm-hmm. if i would invest would you recommend me investing in crypto or the stock market crypto because the stock market you look at you you look at the total market capitalization of the stock market yes there's too much money in it so where, where, where's the return on investment level, right? Okay. There's less risk. So with crypto, since crypto is still new and upcoming, it's just like with the uh, internet bubble. You know, when people said, hey, you know, invest in Amazon, invest in Microsoft, you know, this, these, these companies are going to be big one day. But people didn't believe it because it was too small. So with crypto, it's, the market cap is so small, I'm telling you, um, we're not even at uh, the crypto market is not even at uh, 20 trillion. Imagine 20 trillion inflows of money or taking 20 percent of the uh, total market capitalization of the stock market and putting it in crypto. Uh-huh. We would be up. So it's, it's more return on investment ROI in crypto because there's a lot uh, more upside and growth in the market. So I would say crypto because. It's, it's going to be fast. I mean, it's, it's very liquid. Um, Bitcoin, it was, you know, I want to say like a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago, Bitcoin was around like $30,000 and now it's 47, you know? Wow. Okay. And Bitcoin, yeah, and Bitcoin is the best performing asset. And you can research that. Bitcoin, you know, it, it outcompetes real estate, any other asset class out there. So, <laughs> well, 
Oliver, thank you very much. This has been very educational, and I really appreciate you taking time today to talk to us about cryptocurrency and NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. I I would love to have you back on the program again um, mm-hmm. to give me an, uh, more ideas because I know I'm going to have more questions once I get off of, of the conversation with you today. But mm-hmm. again, thank you very much, and I really appreciate you taking time. Appreciate you, Bill. For the first time, you know, having me on on yourself, I I know I've been kind of, uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to explain this stuff because it's very new. But you know, I try to make it simple right. for everybody to understand. But thank you for your time, Bill. Well, thank you very much, and you have a great afternoon. You too. Hey, a big thank you goes out to Oliver Azell for joining me today. Really appreciate talking to him about cryptocurrency and NFTs and how all this works. I know we're going to have more questions, but again, Oliver, thank you. He is the founder and CEO of Learning Crypto Solutions that's located in Raleigh, North Carolina. He also, like he said, has YouTube videos, and I'll share a link of his uh, his uh, website to you, which again, he's teaching people how to use crypto and how to invest in cryptocurrency. So everyone, thank you very much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time here on the Bill Alexander Show. Thank you for listening to the Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a million dollar baby production. For more information, go to thebillalexandershow.com.